Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Hey, welcome to Brave Church today. My name is Pastor David Stockard Jr. and I have the opportunity to lead Brave Church as the lead pastor. And I want you to know that you are not watching today by accident. I don't know if this is your first time ever tuning in or if you've been watching with us before, but I just want you to know that God has you here for a reason today. In fact, let me just say this. I have family members that even this week sent me testimonies, which is like a story, and they messaged me just saying, hey, uh, we don't talk, and you probably have extended family like that, and, and I just want you to know I've been watching Brave Church on YouTube, and God is just completely changing my life. I want you to know something, that what you're watching here is not a programmed message of just something that we just want to push out to you. But we believe in the next 35 minutes of this talk, of the worship you've already experienced, you can encounter the presence of God. And so that's our prayer for you today. Our prayer is not to entertain you today. Our prayer and reason why we're here is not to try to even impress you, but it's to invite you into an encounter with the living God who loves you, who has a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. And we just want you to know that as you're watching, you may feel something stirring inside of your heart. You'll begin to feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And let me just say this, as you're tuned in, I can guarantee you, God is going to speak to you. And so I want to encourage you, open up your heart, be receptive and say, God, if you have something to speak to me, I'm willing to listen to you today. And I know today's going to be a great day. I've got some of my friends here with me. And man, we're just excited to be at church with you. And so if you're ready, come on, get your Bible, open up your heart. You see, this weekend is, a, is an important weekend. It's an important weekend in our nation, in our country. This is the 4th of July weekend. And I know that in our country right now, it is maybe even a little bit difficult to focus on that. And really, the 4th of July weekend is not a focus on it really with us here in Miami because uh, because of the uh, recent spikes in COVID, um, our mayor has shut down the beaches and gatherings. That's why we're online again, and we just want to honor our leaders. And But I'm thinking about 4th of July weekend in years past, right? Like, this is a weekend where many people love to go to the beach. Obviously, we're not doing that today. People love to cook out, and maybe even today, like your family's coming over, and you're going to cook out, you're going to grill, you're going to spend time with loved ones. And I was really thinking about this weekend and what, God would have me to share with you, and I can't get away from this thought about this 4th of July weekend is really celebrating our freedom. That this day, years ago in 1776, was a day that a group of people said, we have got to get away from our oppressors. We've got to get away from, from people who are wanting to enslave us. We've got to, we've got to break free, and we've got to get into a freedom of our lives so that we can become who we know God wants us to be. And, and the 4th of July weekend, this weekend, is all about us celebrating freedom. And as I've been thinking about that and I've been praying for this weekend, I can't get away from the thought that maybe this weekend is a weekend where God wants you to get free. That this weekend can be like a declaration of independence for your life. Like, well, I'm thinking about the declaration of independence in our nation. Really what that is, it is a declaration of freedom. 
What is a declaration? A declaration is when there is a statement that says enough is enough. I'm tired of how things are. We're going to make a declaration that we're going to be free. Come on. What if today can be a declaration day for your life where you say, you know what? I'm going to choose to be free. I'm going to choose a new life in a new direction. That's what we have been praying for you today. That this would be that type of a freedom weekend. In fact, here's what I believe. I believe that you need to make some declarations today. In fact, I want to encourage you to take, take out something to, to write some notes on. We have some notepads here on stage. We believe that note takers are world changers. And the reason why we believe that is because in the next few minutes, God wants to deposit his word into your life. But if you're not careful, you'll hear it, but we won't retain it. So come on, I want to encourage you. Take something out. Let's prepare to receive some notes. Write some notes down because I believe there are some declarations that God is going to speak to you that you cannot forget that God spoke to you in this moment. You see, I I find that many times, even in God's word, the people that we read about, all the great things that they did, nations that they conquered, destinies that were fulfilled, it all started with a declaration. For example, David in the Bible, he started out as a shepherd boy when we pick up his life and all he is doing is taking care of his dad's sheep and his dad tells him, David, I want you to go to the battlefield. David was not even a warrior. He wasn't even a soldier, but he was like an Uber Eats delivery guy to his brothers on the battlefield, bringing food for his brothers. And when he approaches the battlefield, there is a giant who is coming against the people of God. And what that giant wanted to do was to make the people of God slaves. So David walks out and he sees the people of God are hiding in fear. David walks out and he hears this giant yelling oppressive words of bondage, of slavery. And something rises up in David and says, no, this can't be how God's people are talked to. This cannot be our coming reality. We cannot accept this as something that we will receive as a declaration over our life. And we find in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse number 45, David walks out onto the battlefield and look at this. It says that David replied to the Philistine. Now watch this declaration. You come at us with a sword and a spear and a javel, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the heavens armies. Listen to this declaration in the middle of the battle. David says, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me just declare something over you. Look what he says. The God of the angels, armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And then David goes, ham. David says, today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you. I will cut off your head and I will then give your dead bodies to the men and the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Can you hear that declaration? We know from that moment, David kills Goliath. He has no weapons. He has a slingshot and some stones. That's all he has. He has nothing on him that could conquer a giant like Goliath. He had no weapons except for his declarations. His talk, determined the success of everything that they would do. You see, here's what I want you to know today. His declaration transported him from being a shepherd boy to a king of a nation. It was in the power of his declaration. There's another declaration that we find in scripture. We find it with a man named Gideon. 
And Gideon is literally hiding in a wheat press. There was enemies of God that were coming and they were stealing the food and the money and the resources from God's people. Gideon was afraid of the enemy, so he hid in this hole, basically a hole where wheat was being taken care of and processed. And really what Gideon was doing, if, if you study it, is he was hiding and eating in secrecy because he was afraid that the enemy would come steal his food and he would starve to death. And in the middle of him hiding from the enemy, Scripture says that an angel of the Lord, look what it says in Judges 6.3, whenever the Israelites planted their crops, marauders from Meridian, the Amaleks, and the people of the east would attack Israel. Verse number four, camping in the land, they would destroy the crops as far away as Gaza. And then they left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, all the goats, and all the cattle, and all the donkeys. This was a time where the people had no hope. Can I tell you? I know that there is a season here where some of you are walking through things where you feel like there is no hope. You may have been laid off from your job or there are people that we're hearing reports of that are dealing with corona in their own bodies and maybe relationships that are not going well and you are, are dealing with maybe addictions and you feel like there's no hope to break them or maybe it's a hurt from a relationship that broke and you feel like there's no hope or maybe you have children that are, are doing crazy rebellious things and it's causing you to stay up at night and lose sleep. Maybe it's things from your past that are causing you to feel like you have no hope for the future. Can I tell you, Gideon understood that. He was in a, a moment, he was in a season where there was no hope and he was literally hiding. But that's not the end of the story because in Judges chapter 6 verse number 12 an angel of the Lord appears to Gideon and look what it says the angel says to Gideon mighty hero the Lord is with you and then he tells Gideon rise up in other words he's saying what are you doing hiding here you are a mighty hero now you've got to understand this for a second Gideon when he hears this declaration does not feel like a hero you know he doesn't. He's hiding. He's in fear. He's got to be thinking, man, you've got to be, you are mistaken. Because I'm not a hero. I don't feel like a hero. Angel, don't you see that I'm hiding here in ultimate fear? But the angel, watch this, spoke to Gideon, not with who he was right now, but the angel of God. Let me tell you about the declarations of God over your, man, I feel this so strong for you right now. That the declarations of God over your life are not predicated on what's happening in your, your current reality right now. God sees your future. God sees your potential. God is not limited by the parameters of our past. He's not limited by the parameters of our current struggle. God sees who you can be, who you should be, and who he created you to be. Come on, there ought to be faith rise up in your heart right now that God sees who you can be. And he looks at Gideon and he says, you're a mighty warrior. With David, with Gideon, it all started with a declaration. Can I just tell you today, you might want to write this in your notes. There is power in your declarations. What is coming out of your mouth has so much power. So I have a question for you today. What is it that's coming out of you? Because whether you know it or not, you are declaring things. Every single day, you are declaring things with your mouth. Here's the reality of that. What we speak out is what we will live in. And many of us don't like the realities of like where we're living. We don't like the realities of what's happening in our life. And the reality of that is you are living in something that you have spoken out. 
But Pastor David, I didn't cause this. I didn't cause Corona. I didn't cause this reality. But can I tell you the joy and the peace that we have in our life is not contingent or based on what happens on the external things. Our joy is not determined by external circumstances. We have something greater that lives inside of us. That's why I find people that are going through tragedies and some of the worst things in their life, but yet they have supernatural peace. They have learned to control their environment by the declarations of their mouth. So today what I want to do is I just want to give you three things. I really want to just talk to you about what declarations do because let me show you in Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21 is such a powerful verse for us. We're going to put it on the bottom of the screen, but here's what it says. The tongue can bring life or it can bring death. I'm talking about declarations today. Your tongue is either creating life-giving environments or death-filled environments. And then he goes on to say this, those who love to talk will reap their consequences. Wow. How powerful. In fact, there is another version of this that says words can kill, words can give life, but look at this. You get to choose. Did you know that we get to choose what we speak out? You may feel like, man, Pastor David, but you don't understand. I can't help it. I just got to get it out. I got to tell somebody. You know what? Instead of complaining about what the enemy's trying to steal, why don't we just brag on what God's trying to redeem? Why don't we just, come on. I mean, I know it may be tough. I know, and I'm not trying to diminish that, but I'm here to tell you, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, and we can overcome. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loves us. And let me just tell you something. If you can get that faith inside, outside of your mouth. You will change things. You will change environments. Your family will change. Come on. There is authority on this word today. Let me look at you and say, there's authority on this. You can change your environment with your mouth. Come on, let's do this today. So what do declarations do? Number one, write this down in your notes. Man, I hope you're ready. I came locked and loaded today. Eric, are you ready? Come on, man. Come on, let's go. Number one, write this down. Declarations frame your future. Declarations frame your future. Declarations of faith. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about faith. Declarations call into the present things not yet seen. That's what we're talking about with declarations. When this angel declared this over Gideon, he is speaking to something that had not yet been seen. He was speaking to a, a scaredy cat. He was speaking to a wimp, but he didn't say, Gideon, why are you such a wimp? Where's your faith? That's the good thing I love about our God. Just one of the million things I love about our God is he doesn't look at us in our brokenness and in our pain and even in our rebellion and sin. He doesn't call us by our sin. He calls us by his potential that he assigned to your life when you were created. Do you know that the word of God says that when you were still in your mother's womb, he knew you, he fashioned you, he created you. Are you kidding me? Do you think some bad choices in your life can remove you from the love of our God? No, 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 no. Because before you had the choice to choose bad, he chose He chose to love you. And I'm here to tell you something. He knows everything about you, even your potential. So what do declarations do? They frame our future. That's why Hebrews 11.1 says this, faith is the confidence of what we hope for 
in the assurance of what we do not see. I, I love this. Watch. Faith is the confidence. Right there where you are, would you say confidence? Confidence. Faith is the confidence. Some of you are watching today, and you're not confident over your future. You've lost maybe even self-confidence. Do you know the source of confidence comes through faith? Faith is confident of what we are hoping for. Jesus went on to say in Mark chapter 11, mountains will move for those with faith to declare that they have to move. He says this, that if you have the faith to declare that mountains or obstacles or problems will move, they have to move. And then it goes on to say, and he or she will have whatever he says. Notice it doesn't say that mountains move according to your belief. That's where we get it all wrong. Sometimes we think, well, man, I just got to believe more. I got to believe stronger. I got to believe bigger. That's not what the word of God says. It has nothing to do with and contingent on your belief. What the word of God says is that mountains will move. Obstacles will move. Struggles will move. Addictions will break. Generational curses diminish. Depression disappears. Things break in our life when we declare them, which shows us. Our power is not in our belief. Our power is in our declaration. So my question for you today is this. Maybe write this down. What is it that you need to declare over your life? What is it you need to declare the word of God over? Number two, would you write this down? Declarations unlock destinies. Declarations unlock destinies. For Gideon, he was not designed to work in a hole hiding from enemies. He was not designed. His destiny was not to be a wimp. His destiny was not to be a coward. So what did the angel of God say? I'm going to speak to your destiny, not to your destruction. I'm going to speak to your destiny, not to your discouragement. I'm going to speak to your destiny, not to the things that cause you depression. I'm going to speak to your destiny. Why? Because declarations unlock destinies. Really what the angel of the Lord did, he came with a key and said, Gideon, God sees things in you that you don't see in yourself. David is a shepherd boy, but the angel and God's man, Samuel, did not come to David and say, hey, I speak to you as a shepherd boy. God saw a king in a shepherd boy. God saw a man of God in a teenage boy. God saw an overcomer in someone who had been overlooked. Come on, get this in your heart. Declarations will unlock destiny in your life. Some of you did not have the opportunity to have a mom or a dad speak destiny over you. Maybe you were raised in a home where there wasn't faith like this being spoken over you. Can I tell you? You can cancel the effects of that. Let me just say two things here. Man, I feel this stirring for someone. I don't know who this is for, but what was not spoken over you is intended for you to develop so that you can speak over your future generations. You don't have to carry on the cycle of disruptive destinies. Let me say that again. You don't have to carry on the cycle of disruptive and destructive destinies. Today, I just want to release and unlock destiny in someone watching this right 
now. Maybe your parents didn't speak it over you, but I've had 35 minutes today to speak declarations over you. And in Jesus' name right now, I unlock, I release destiny over your life. I command lost years to be redeemed and restored right now. I, In Jesus' name, we cancel every lie, every destructive word that was ever spoken over you, every toxic word spoken, every destructive word, every strategy of the enemy of words Mm, there are words that were spoken over you that have caused insecurity and God's saying today I'm unlocking the destiny in your life Can, can I show you the power of this Peter is with Jesus and the disciples and all of a sudden Jesus has a Jesus moment right like Jesus I love Jesus he's just he's just like Jesus you know he's just Jesus I just love Jesus and they're like you know, eating bread, they're hanging out, they're sipping on some lattes, and, and all of a sudden Jesus looks at his disciples and says, hey guys, who do people say that I am? What a random question. Like, Jesus, what are you talking about? And the disciples just, they're like looking at each other, like, is Jesus trying to trick us? What's going on? No, no, guys, who do people say I am? And some of the disciples go, well, Jesus, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're a great teacher, some say you're, and in the middle of that, Peter goes, hey, hey, I've got something to say. And Jesus is like, Peter, what, what, what do you want to say? Who do people say I am? And Peter looks at Jesus and watch this declaration. He says, you are the son of God, the living Christ. Something about that declaration triggered Jesus. Peter made a declaration, which then caused Jesus to look back at Peter and declare something over Peter's life. Jesus looked at Peter, whose name was Simon, and he said, Simon, because of your declaration, I'm changing your name to Peter, which means the rock. And he says, on this rock, in other words, on you, Peter, I will build my church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Can I tell you, your declarations can activate faith. When you speak in declarative words, that flow of faith all of a sudden activates God to continue that flow in your life. Can I tell you, you may be just one declaration away from God seeing your faith and saying, oh, I like that. Let me declare something back over you that your destiny is going to change. Your life is going to change. Your situation is going to change. Come on today. Let's just release declarations of faith over our families in every area of our life. I don't know where you're at right now, but we need to give God some praise right now because I'm believing things are shifting in our lives. Declarations unlock destinies. Number three, write this down. Declarations bring deliverance. Declarations, your words. Look what James 3, 4 says. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot wants to go. And even though the winds are strong, in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. As you continue to follow that, it begins to even say this, that your tongue can light fires that burn down entire fields. Your tongue is like a spark. Our, our words are sparks. We are igniting things. They're either igniting chaos or they're igniting calm. They are either igniting fear or they're igniting 
faith. They're either igniting destiny or they are igniting destruction. Something so small as our words is creating something so big called our lives. You see, what we have to understand is this, that declarations, your words can actually bring deliverance. Let me show you this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. We use God's mighty weapons. Somebody say weapons. Mm, I like that. We use God's weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds, say strongholds, of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Now watch this. The language becomes very, very, very aggressive. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. And we capture their rebellious thoughts and we teach them to obey Christ. I had you repeat that word strongholds because a stronghold is something we need to understand in our lives. A stronghold is an area in our life where the enemy has constantly come at you, constantly attacks you, and you haven't been able to get free of. Doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. Doesn't mean that you don't love God. But it could mean that you are a believer. You have faith in God. But yet, the enemy has a dominion, a stronghold, a foothold in a particular area of your life that when he hits that area of your life, it causes you to lose focus and causes you to grow filled with despair and discouragement. That is a stronghold. It could be a habit. It could be unforgiveness, that you've not forgiven someone that hurts you, and you do good for a while, and then all of a sudden that thought comes back again, and now that stronghold is alive again. It could be you going back to previous things that God has set you free of, but then you begin to entertain those relationships, those thoughts again, that habit again, that website again, and now that thing has become a stronghold in your life. And scripture says this, Because Paul, when he writes this, is giving us the secret to victory. He says this, if you want the secret to victory, he says, make that thought captive and obedient to Christ. And if you can do that, then you have conquered the lie of the enemy over your life. Now, this is so important to understand deliverance. Because I'm afraid that there are many of us, I wish we were in person right now, so that, man, we could just pray deliverance over you personally. But I've been, man, I came in today filled up with the power of the Holy Spirit, that right there where you are sitting, I'm believing that you're going to encounter God and have a delivering moment right now. God's going to deliver someone right now. I hope you're ready. Come on, y'all. Just pray. Like I, I just feel it. Like Right there on your couch, right there while you're taking your break at work, there's going to be deliverance come from you. You're going to feel it come from the inner part of your life, and you're going to know that God is delivering you because here's how you get delivered. You have to cancel a lie with truth. Anytime you bring the truth of God's word in touch with a lie over your life, that thing has to be broken. So here's how this looks. The enemy will tell some of you, and some of you have a stronghold because the enemy has told you that no one loves you. The enemy has told you that no one understands you. The enemy has told you that you're forgotten. The enemy has told you that you've messed up too big. The enemy has told you you're not good enough. The enemy has told you you've missed your window. The enemy has told you you're positioned and planted in the wrong place. The enemy has told you you'll never rise above. The enemy will tell you that you'll never overcome that addiction. You'll never overcome that hurt. You'll never overcome that abuse. But how we reduce and destroy that stronghold 
is we take the truth of God's word and we say, my God will never leave me or forsake me. He will walk with me through every situation. The Holy Spirit is guiding my life. I am filled with the Spirit. I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I am forgiven. I am a son of God, a daughter of God. I'm an overcomer. And when you counter the lie with God's truth, that stronghold has to break. You see what declarations do is they bring, they bring deliverance. They bring deliverance to our lives. That's why Psalm 23 declares, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Some of you are watching today, and you feel like you are walking through a valley. Can I just encourage you today? I love how David writes this in Scripture. He says, I'm walking through a valley, but I will fear no evil. How do I get through this season, Pastor David? How do I get through this valley? Keep walking. David says, keep walking. If you quit walking, you lose. If you give up, you lose. But if you keep walking, you will get through this valley. You see, the enemy's told you this is how it will always be. God wants to put his truth over that and break that stronghold to say, this will not be how it always will be, but you have to keep walking. In fact, I love how David says, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to walk through this valley. You know what many of us want to do? We want to run through the valleys. Like we get into a valley and we're like, man, I got to get out of here as soon as possible. Like I got to escape this. I got to run from this. What if God doesn't want you to run through the valley? What if he wants you to walk through the valley? Like I imagine David, like when he's writing this, he's in a valley of a shadow of death. It's not a fun place. It's not an exciting place. No one's lining up to buy a ticket to this place. But I just imagine David, he has this confidence. He's got like this swag to him. He's like, I'm just going to walk through this valley. It's a confidence. You know what it is? It's a Godfidence. He's like, man, I've got a confidence in God. Man, there are like, there are vultures that are flying over me, waiting for me to die. I hear the wolves howling over there. It is cold. It is a dark season. But I'm not going to rush this season because God is doing something in me in this season. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk through this valley of a shadow of death. And you know what else he says? I love this. He says, it's just a shadow of death. It's not the real thing. What you're walking through is not death. It's just a shadow, which means this. If there's a shadow, that means there's also a great light. Come on, I want you to stop focusing on the shadow, and I want you to look to the light. Jesus is the light. Jesus is shining on you, even in the valley. Man, that's revelation. I didn't even get to right now that even in the valley, he's with you. His light is shining on you. It is, it is like revealing shadows of death and destruction, but you don't have to be afraid. Because even in the valley, his light is shining. So what do I do about this, Pastor Dave? Like we, we understand declarations. Well, we have to understand Romans 10, 7 that says faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. That's why you've tuned in today. I hope today is one of those days that scripture says faith comes by hearing the word of God, which can I tell you, you can't just try to tune in to faith once every three or four weeks. Come on. I know we've gone back to online. We've encouraged you today. Come on, I know you got fatigue. We've been Netflixed out. We're Hulued out. Instagrammed out. YouTubed out. But come on, the next three weeks at least, however long we are engaged, you've got to constantly position yourself to receive faith through the teaching of the Word of God, which means every single week, tune in to Brave Church. You know why? Because as you tune in about, man, the worship today, wow. What, like, you need that. I watch every one of our services online. You know why? Because as your pastor... 
I need this. Like I catch the 10, the 12, the 5, the 7. I watch it because I need faith. When I listen to worship like we had at the beginning of the service, can I tell you our worship is not just so that we have to like we fill in some time. No, there is anointing on that. Those songs are declarations. They are declaring freedom over you. You need to tune into that. You need to like stand up when we have worship and lift your hands and turn off your phone. Tell everyone in your family, hey, if you don't want to be in church, I'm going to be in church. Don't interrupt me because I am receiving the declarations from my church and from God. Because here's what I want you to know. When you receive that kind of faith, you understand that your valley is not your finale. Some of you have thought, man, this is, this is it. This valley is it. But can I tell you, when you receive Romans 10, 17, you realize this valley is not how it's always going to be. This valley is not my finale. I'm going to come out of this better, stronger, more full of faith, more confident in my God. God's going to remove some people in my life and he's going to add other people in my life, which by the way, this week is a dinner party week and dinner parties are all about you getting people surrounding you like my friends up here surrounding me as I'm preaching with you to say, hey, we got this, Pastor David. Hey, we're going to bring the word and you need people like that in your life to remind you even in your valley this is not going to be my finale this is not going to how it's not going to be how it ends so today i want to end by giving you three declarations i hope you're ready we've talked about the power of them three declarations you need to make in your life number one write this down the first declaration is we're going to declare freedom over our past freedom over our past. You need to do this every day. Can I tell you, these declarations on Sunday, they work on Monday. Every day. Freedom from my past. I pray with people all the time. I pray with people all the time who are, are held in prisons of their past. They are, they are paralyzed from the pain of their past. But can I tell you, your past does not define you. What Jesus did defines you. So we're going to declare today, every day, Jesus, I declare freedom over my past. Second Corinthians chapter 10 says this, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. That's a promise for you. That's a promise for your life. That is a promise for your marriage. That is a promise for your health, that the old is gone. When we do baptisms, I always, when we lower people in the waters, that is my prayer every single time is the old is gone and the new is here. What am I declaring? Freedom over our past. Write this down in your notes. Don't let your past situation become your permanent destination. Come on, don't let your past situation become your permanent destination. Today, we're going to declare freedom over our past. I love what John 6 says. If Jesus has set you free, then you are free indeed. Can I tell you today, you don't have to be held in bondage to your past any longer. Can I tell you today, you don't have to think those thoughts. You don't have to do that anymore. You can say, I am free in Christ and I can change my destiny by declaring the truth in Jesus' name. Number two, come on, write this second declaration down. Every day this week, we're going to declare these. We are going to declare peace over our problems. We all have problems. We all have troubles. But you don't have to let your troubles trouble you. You can have peace in your problems. You can have peace 
in your storms. I love Jesus is on the boat with the disciples. I don't know if you remember about five weeks ago, I taught a message about this. And there was a huge storm that came and the disciples are freaking out. And Jesus in the middle of this storm on the ocean is asleep in the boat. The disciples wake him up and they're like, Jesus, don't you even care that we'll die? Jesus wakes up and he's not panicked. He's not terrorized. He says these three words to the storm. Listen to this. In the middle of the chaos, three words. He says, peace, be still. Can I just release that over you today? Peace, be still. Come on, would you lean in for a minute? Some of you are watching and your mind is so filled with anxiety and worry. I just declare over you, peace, be still. But pastor, that's easy for Jesus to declare that because he's Jesus. Like, of course he's not freaked out. Well, guess what? Jesus says in John 14, you will do greater things than I do. And you will speak to things and they will happen. In other words, you're right. Jesus did have confidence because he was Jesus. But he said, I will give you an even greater peace. Can I just say this? The world is looking for peace, but they look for it in the wrong places. You know, I know before I... I surrender my life to Christ. We run to all kinds of things in this world to bring peace. But peace is not the absence of troubles. And some people want to run to God to say, man, okay, I'll give God a chance if he'll remove the problems. What if you run to God and there's more problems? Will you still trust him? I was talking with someone this week who said when they were in the world, it was like, man, everything was going good. When they surrendered to Christ, man, everything started just blowing up. But that individual then told me, but I had a peace like I've never had before. Here's the reason why. Peace is not the absence of troubles. Jesus says this, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives peace, but as I give peace. In other words, Jesus is saying, my peace is greater than your troubles. What if today we could unlock that declaration that no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to have a peace that is greater than my problems. Like, what if today we just said this? I'm going to be a peace seeker. I'm going to be a peace releaser. What about in your family? What what if with your speech, what if in your marriage, your relationship with your business, you say, you know what? I'm going to be a professional peace releaser. I'm not talking about being a people pleaser, but I'm saying in all things and in all ways, I'm going to let the the peace of God fill my life. Number three, our third declaration we're going to make, and then I'm going to close is this declaration today, every day, this week, is we're going to declare hope over our future. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined, but God has prepared for those who love him. Let me read this one more time. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Come on, I'm about to close. Get this. I grew up in church always thinking that this scripture meant when we get to heaven. I always thought like, man, that's a great description of heaven, but man, what about right here? Can I tell you, when God is speaking this in his word, he's not even talking about heaven. He's saying right here on this earth, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love God, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the no eye has seen. 
I'm ready for the no ear has heard. Come on. I, I have a big imagination and big dreams. I'm a visionary by nature, but I'm ready for God to blow my mind with his great thoughts and his great imagination for my life. Can I tell you, that is the word of God for your life. You may be watching, yeah, but nah, not me. I'm too old or I'm too young. I've messed up too much. Well, guess what? You just have declared your reality. But I want to introduce a new reality for your future, a hope for your future, which is Ephesians 3.20, which says this, God is able, come on, someone say able, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think or imagine according to the power of God that is at work within us. But Pastor David, that must have been written when, 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 when like good things were happening in his life and and when like things were going great, it's not my life right now. Or maybe things are going great for you and you feel like, well, man, things are going good without God. Can I just tell you, he was writing this when he was in prison, when he was falsely accused. And yet he said, God is able. Come on, you need to say that. God is able. Come on, say it again. God is able. God can do it. And it's determined by our declaration, the words of our mouth. You see, Proverbs thirteen twelve says this. But hope deferred will make the heart sick. There's another verse that says this. When hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. Here's what I want you to know as you're hearing this word. The enemy wants to steal the seed of this word from your heart. In fact, I just feel like even as I've been preaching, some of you have been so distracted. Can I tell you that is a strategy of the enemy? And when this service is over, you need to tune into the next one and remove that distraction and double dip. Because here's what the enemy wants. He wants to steal your hope. Because if the enemy can steal your hope, he can crush your heart. That's why scripture says, when hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. I remember when my son was was about to be born and I went into the doctor's office and they began to do these scans and these tests on him. And they said, you know what? We don't know that he's going to have kidneys. We don't see any kidneys and he can't live without kidneys and they began to discuss different alternatives and immediately in my heart I just was filled with sorrow I was filled with grief I was filled with just discouragement and despair like God this is this is my son like this cannot happen and instantly the spirit of God just began to speak to me because I called my parents first thing I did we called them dad pray dad just man believe God man just I began to tell them what the doctor said and my dad says I cancel that report We're going to believe God for a miracle. And we're going to believe God, what God says in his word in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans not to harm you, but to prosper you. Plans to bless you and to give you a hope and to give you a future. And I begin to declare that over my son. I begin to declare that over Britain's life. I begin to declare a kidney was being created in his body. A kidney that wasn't there was being created. Can I tell you, Britain today still is trying to beat me in basketball. He hasn't yet, but he is healthy. He is vibrant. He's about to be taller than me and bigger than me. But let me just tell you something. There's power in the words that you declare with your mouth. So we're going to declare that today. Romans 8 says, if God is for me, who can be against me? No weapon that is formed against me will prosper. Don't be surprised if you're following God that you come under attack. 
Don't be surprised that as you've surrendered to God and maybe you've been obedient in your finances and as soon as you started tithing, the car breaks down. As soon as you started tithing, like an unexpected bill, as soon as you said, God, I'm going to give you my best, all of a sudden your schedule goes crazy. As soon as you signed up to serve, like your job is wanting you to work extra hours. Don't be surprised because scripture says the weapons will form against you, but they will not prosper. And so when you feel under attack, you need to declare this. I know the weapons are formed, but they will not prosper. The weapons will not defeat me. They will not destroy me. My fear is, is that some of us are giving the devil too much, too much room to work with. The reason why we're not seeing victory in our life is because of all the words we're speaking out. Can I just say this because I love you? Some of you call me pastor. So if I'm your pastor, hear this from your pastor. Some of you just need to hush up. Some of you just need to shut. <laughs> Let me say this like laughing because I can't believe I'm telling you this. Shut your mouth. <laughs> because your words. I really just told like a bunch of people to shut their mouth. But I'm going to tell you because if we're not careful, our words. Can I tell you sometimes I have to tell myself to shut up. David, shut up. Stop speaking that out. Don't say that. Some of us are giving the enemy too much ammunition to build things in our life. But it's got to stop. Today, we're going to declare the word of God. Here's what I want you to do. As you're watching this, maybe you're watching at home, maybe you have a device in your hand that you're watching with, I want you to gently lay that device down if you can. And I'm going to pray these three declarations over you. Some of you need to get post-it notes. The title of today's message is just simply post-note it. You need to get some of those post-it notes. And you need to write these declarations down. You need to write these verses down. You need to go to Amazon, order some post-it notes, go to Target, wear your mask, be safe, get post-it notes, some of you because the cycle is going to be hard to break because some of you learn the negative pattern from your parents some of you believe the lie over the enemy so you have repeated the lie to yourself and out loud don't expect the pattern to break in just one moment so here we go you need to get some post-it notes and you need to write declarations and fill your house with them Put them on your mirror where you get dressed in the morning. Put them on the refrigerator every time you go in for milk for your lucky charms. Come on. You felt that, right? Me too. Put it everywhere. Put it in your car. Put it in your cubicle. Put it on your phone. Put it on the case on the other end of your phone. Put it on your Bible. Put it on your iPad. Put it on the corner of your TVs. Put it on your door when you walk in. Put it on the other side of the door when you're about to leave. You need to fill your life with the declarations of God in your life. And I'm believing today that patterns will be broken forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And generations to come in your family will feel the power of your declarations today. I remember I heard this one time, this statement, and it really set me free. And it was this, listen to what you know, not to what you fear. Many of us, our declarations are a result of what we fear. But our post-its, our notes, are going to be constant reminders of what we know. So let's pray. If you put your device down, 
put your notes down. I'm going to pray these declarations over you. And I want you to put your hand over your heart. Some of you, like your talk is so toxic, right? We've all been there. And you need to put your hand over your mouth. Some of you, your mind is just so filled with anxiety and worry, you need to put your hand over your head. So whether your heart's been broken, your mouth speaks toxic things, or your mind is just racing, put your hand where you need God to help you so that you can declare these things. In Jesus' name, I declare freedom of the past. Freedom from the past of every single person watching. I cancel every lie and strategy of the enemy right now. Today, God, I declare peace over our problems. Today, I declare in Jesus' name, hope for our future. And we commit these declarations to you. And we expect you to move in greater ways. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.